Johnny Frisno for this episode because nothing can ever be easy. Uh, recording software decided to cut off the last syllable of some words, um, especially when it starts to get later in the episode. I don't know why it keeps doing that, but it's still understandable. Um, just so you know, bye. I put that in the wrong chat, but who cares? <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's Joe. And me. Good. And Autumn. Yes. Uh, welcome to the first of what's going to turn out to be many bonus episodes. Uh, so as a quick recap, um, I promised that every $100 raised during my charity stream, I would watch a episode of Ruby with Autumn here and uh make a podcast episode about it um i did not realize how long uh ruby seasons are i thought they were like an hour each they are not so uh y'all are gonna get a lot more episodes than i thought but that's fine um these will be released a lot less regularly they will just be released whenever i get around to watching enough episodes to record an episode and then get around to editing it um, so these will probably be shorter than our normal episodes. They won't have the plugs. Um, they, uh, they will not come out on uh, a schedule. They'll just come out when they come out. I think you enjoy them. Anyways, uh, so for those who don't know, uh, Ruby is a show about girls who hunt monsters. It's like a 3D live-action anime, which... At the time when it was announced and started in development was a new, like, super cool concept. Nowadays, it's a bit more blasé. Yeah, but that said, even though this the animation of the show starts out pretty rough, I st- in terms of 3D animation, it's still some of the best. <laughs> starts out pretty rough is understating it. However, um, we, will be, we will be discussing... Um, the four trailers today and up through episode six, Emerald Forest. So if you yep. want to watch along, uh, you can do that. Uh, you can find, I think, up to the current season on Country Roll for free. Um, or you can get... Uh, uh, or if you pay Country Roll however much it is a month, um, you get them without ads. Um, we're going with the Country Roll one because Country Roll puts in um, some of the bonus episodes. That is a lot of lore stuff where they're supposed to be um so we'll also be watching that stuff and discussing them um this is just the easiest way i could find to watch it anyways uh there are four trailers one for each of the main characters uh ruby red weiss white Shmi. no shmi you're less okay it's yeah it's, it's oh it's, i thought you also named off the, the color scheme oh yes so it's called ruby r w b y because it's red white black and yellow also the main character's name is ruby and also ruby weiss blake and yang yeah uh so that's weiss is white blake is black yang is yellow you you can't see but i'm shrugging my shoulders like okay color-coded anime shit yeah y'all know the drill yeah it's just it's just very blatant about it yeah uh so the four trailers are really fucking rad um oh yeah uh i highly recommend if you watch anything watch just the first one the red trailer 
It is really fucking cool. And you can see why when this was released in... Oh, let me double check when this was released. November 12th. Okay, so yeah. So this came out November 2012. If you watch this, you'll go, oh, wow, that was nine years ago. Turned to dust. <laughs> um, and then realized that, wow, this was really good animation back then. And it's good animation now. Um, especially when you figure out that this was made in Poser Pro 2014, which uh, shows up at the end of every episode. Anyways, they're all they're all really cool until they start talking in black and yellow. Um, the early voice acting is dire. We'll get to that later. But watch the trailers if you like the trailers, and can get past the uh, not great voice acting. Uh, you, yeah. as, as far as I can tell, you like the show. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it looks cool, and I will say, although. In the first season, the, the voice acting still isn't the greatest. It's a vast improvement from those trailers. Oh, yeah. Oh, those, also, they're so bad. Uh, the Ruby Black trailer has horrible audio balancing. It's not just you. Anyways. Yeah. Last thing before we start. Uh, Ruby came under my radar because of H. Bomber Guy's video um, about Ruby and why he's disappointed in it because it, he says it could be a really good show, but it isn't. Um, so I know a little bit about the first couple seasons. Um, there's going to be a part where I'm going to kind of lose my shit because he takes a, a line out of context. Um, but anyways, um, it's a good it's a good uh, vid. I think it's an hour and a half long, but it made me want to watch Ruby. He has a lot of good points in it. Watch it if you want, or if you don't, you don't need to. Go for it. Okay. So, episode one, Ruby Rose. Uh, brief plot synopsis. Uh, get your, we get your basic introductory statement. Uh, humans were born into a world of evil monsters called Grimm. They're getting their uh, they're getting their asses kicked. Uh, then they discovered how to use something they called dust to cast what is essentially magic, and that was used to beat back the Grimm. And so civilization was formed, but there's something coming to challenge civilization. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, show opens up on a bunch of gangsters and guys who look like uh, they're dressed like early Jim Sterling. Uh, they go into a dust shop and rob the place. Ruby is in the back reading a magazine and doesn't realize that this is being robbed. When she is aware it's being robbed, she beats everyone up. The leader of the gang hops onto a helicopter. Ruby follows. Um, Gun the helicopter is about to blow her up with a big thing of dust because I guess dust is explosive. Um, a lady shows up. Her name is Glenda Goodwitch. The names do not get any better. Uh, guy runs and talks to the helicopter pilot and says, Oh no, we have a huntress. Uh, the lady who totally isn't important and won't show up later uh, battles Glinda. The battle's actually kind of cool. Um, and then they run away. We get some more backstory on uh, Ruby. We learned that her really cool scythe gun thing uh, she made herself. She gets... Uh, that's actually... That's episode two. No, it's mentioned. Uh, oh. By Professor Oz. Ben. Uh, mentioned You're paying that, more attention than me. Yeah, 
he he mentions that she makes it. Um. Uh, says basically, Professor Osborne and Glenda are like, you really could have fucked up. You could have caused a lot of damage. What were you thinking? And Ruby goes, well, I had to do it. They started it. I couldn't just stand by. I want to be a huntress who hunt Grimm because she wants to make the world a better place. Um, the Professor Ozpin is a uh, is the headmaster at the local hunter huntress school and offers her a place. Ruby says yes. Ruby meets up with her sister Yang, and they go to uh, the school. Last scene cuts off with someone barfing on their shoes. So, uh, just a couple notes. Um, the opening scene is a homage, if I'm being generous, to the opening scene to the Cowboy Bebop movie. Um, so if you've ever seen that, you're going to get a weird sense of deja vu. Uh, the moon is broken, and that's not explained why, and I am under the impression that it won't be explained why for a very long time. Yep. Well, I could be wrong in my memory on that. Let's see. What else? Um, at one point, uh, Professor Osmond mentions uh, notes that Ruby has silver eyes and then drops it because clearly that won't be important later at all. Nah, it's, it's not. It's really weird and really out of, like, nowhere and then it gets dropped so quick. It's really weird. Um, Ruby is a giant fucking dork, but she seems to be the lovable dork and kind, and I really hope she stays that way. Uh, Yang seems to be a very good big sister, and also just Tifa, but with yellow hair. Yeah, she she really is, and I, that's not a bad thing. She's great. No, she's, she's very good. Uh, Tifa is my favorite uh, Final Fantasy VII character, so... Uh, the reason I'm comparing her to Tifa is also, um, so Ruby is made with ro Rooster Teeth, who made Red vs. Blue, uh, and are still making Red vs. Blue because Red vs. Blue has turned into a zombie product, which cannot die. Um, and then Monty Om made, uh, a lot of Machinima stuff, but not, no, not Machinima. What was it called? He did a lot of 3D modeling, and his big thing was he made um, Dead Fantasy, which is where he made fight scenes between girls from Dead and Alive fighting girls from Final Fantasy. And one of his favorite people to throw into these fights was Tifa Lockhart from Final Fantasy VII. So when it came time for him to make his own original character, he knew how to do Punchy Girl, so he made Yang. Uh, let's see, anything else in my notes? Uh, animation and VA in this episode is very dire. It's very clearly, this is the pilot episode, and we're still trying to figure everything else out. Um, this is especially noticeable when, out of nowhere, uh, everything on the TV turns into a flash animation. Uh, including a splash screen about the White Fang. Sure, a uh, terrorist organization uh, for cat girls, apparently, which I'm sure won't become <laughs> important later. Uh, it's dire. It's it's really dire. 
anything you want to add for this episode? Uh, not really. It, it, it's very much like the basic like introduction episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, gets you a little bit of taste of action. Gets you like the main character, what she's about. You got a glimpse of the villains. And just... Oh, th- th- this show as a whole, especially these early parts, has that sad feeling of like, this was made by an anime fan trying to make an anime. Oh, totally. And it shows, and that's not necessarily a good thing, because... Uh, I, I mean, not necessarily a bad thing, because it's, it's fun. Like, I, it very much sets out what it's meant to do, which is mainly be have cool fights. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely... Uh, it is clear in these first couple episodes that, at least at this point, this is a vehicle for cool anime three fights, not for plot. Yeah. Or voice acting. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if this changes. Um, unfortunately, Monty... Okay, so Monty Ohm did most of the uh, animation for the big fight scenes. Yeah. Monty Ohm, unfortunately, passed away suddenly. Um I think two seasons in. Um, so obviously he couldn't work on the project anymore. Um, and it really sucks because Monty Ohm, by all accounts I've heard, was an amazing person. Um, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, episode two, Shining Beacon. So we didn't talk about this. Uh, so everyone is going to... Beacon Academy in the town of Signal because subtlety is dead. Uh, this is the first time the intro plays. It's, it's decent enough. It shows all the characters. Um, it does spoil a few little things. Um, like te- like it, it tells you who the teams are going to be because... Yeah. A spoiler from later, there are teams of four people. And the intro shows the two main teams we will be following. Um, so just the intro, um, the airship lands, Ruby and Yang get off. They talk about how cool it is that they're going to be at signal. Yang's like, Hey, you should go make friends. Ruby's like, no, I want to hang out with my big sister. And Yang says, no, fuck you. I have my own friends. Like stop bugging me, but in a much friendlier way uh and she fucks off with some very silted animation uh ruby falls down and accidentally messes up some rich girl's luggage uh we know who the rich girl is because she is weiss from the white trailer and she is in all the trailers and they're clearly gonna have to deal with each other a lot that sucks um ruby explodes because uh she sneezes uh, with some dust is mined. Um, another girl shows up who is also in the trailer. Um, her name is Blake. Uh, it is revealed that the rich white girl is the heiress to a big dust mining corporation. And they have questionable hiring practices and labor issues and who they deal with is questionable 
which clearly won't uh, have be important later at all. Nope. The wholesome 100. Nothing wrong here. Uh, so Weiss gets done yelling at Ruby and storms off. Blake wanders off because Blake is aloof and doesn't need anybody. Um, oh, something important to note. Ruby is younger than everybody else. Yes. Um, she got uh, put up two grades. Yes. So it is kind of implied. This seems to be kind of like college. So it seems like everyone's around 18-ish and Ruby is around 16-ish. Uh, she is 15 in the first season. Oh. So first season, Ruby is 15. Weiss is 17. Blank, yeah. Blake is 17. And Yeg is 17. So yeah. Okay. We're close. Yeah, so 17 appears to be the uh, uh, entry level. So it's essentially everyone is in college and Ruby is a sophomore in high school. So she's a little awkward. Um, she continues to be awkward. A guy walks up and introduces himself as Jean. Uh, since I already knew naming conventions, I saw where this is coming and I hate it. Um, they wander around and are super awkward. Uh, Ruby geeks out about her super cool scythe, which she wrote named the Crimson Rose. It is a giant scythe, which has a sniper rifle in it. Um, cause everyone apparently has guns in their weapons, except for Jean. Jean has a sword and a shield, which turns into the sword sheath. It is made very clear that this is very lame. Um, and then they realize that the uh, two of them were wandering around and were following each other. So now they're in a random part of the school and they don't know where they are. End of episode. So something that becomes a lot more clear in this episode that kind of showed up in the first episode, but is a lot more noticeable in this one, is as a design choice, they didn't... All of the non-important characters are just black silhouettes moving around. Which I like because it makes it really clear immediately who's important and who's not. Um, so I don't have to be trying to remember everyone, like every minor, everyone's faces because who knows if they're going to be important later. Uh, I really like it. I hope it stays that way. Um, again, in this episode, they keep going into flash animations. Uh, one time it works. Because Ruby shows up and immediately starts geeking out over everyone's weapons. Because one of her character traits is that she's super into weapons. And she thinks all weapons are really fucking cool. Um, so she turns into a little chibi flash version of herself. Which, honestly, every single one of those would work as a Discord emoji. Um, I think they accidentally predicted that. Um, or Facebook stickers. One of the two. Uh... They really want to hammer home that Weiss is an asshole. Mm -hmm. uh, she is a giant jerk to Ruby. Blake, uh, when Blake shows up, they really make it really fucking clear that Blake or that uh, her entire family is assholes. I cannot wait for her to get a redemption somehow. Um, another animation issue is that everyone's clothes are constantly rippling in the wind, even when there's no wind blowing. Like, cloaks will just keep, like, fluttering. And... As they do. As they do. And when people are standing still, their clothes will act like they're moving. And it's kind of weird and off-putting. 
Um, Jean's last name is Arc, so he's Jean de Arc, and I hate this. Um, but something Ruby's done really well so far is all of the awkward teens are acting in a very awkward manner and in a believable awkward manner. Oh, yeah. Um, which is weird because Jean's voice actor was in his 30s at this point. Yeah. The, uh, the, this show definitely I, I watched it when I was a teenager so it connected with me uh, quite a bit oh no no that nailed like ah uh, that, that yeah I acted when I got to college yeah I remember for, that clearly for me it was like this is how I act now <laughs> uh a little deep Joe lore um at freshman orientation at one point I walked up to a group of people my age and just started talking to them because I thought they were part of um, our freshman orientation group, but they were not. They were just a random group of people. And uh, so it took them like 20 minutes and me 20 minutes uh, to realize what had happened. They thought I just walked up and started talking to them and they were like, fuck it. They seem cool. And I was, well, I mean, no, I wasn't. I've never been cool. You are very cool. I am not cool. I am entertaining. Anyways, I didn't actually end up staying in contact for with many of them for quite a while, and then I kind of like piecemeal ran into them later. And one of them, I wish it ended up in my social circle, but uh, she did not, and one of them did, and I didn't really like him very much. But that's for another podcast. Uh, you have anything else to add for Shining Beacon? Uh, mainly back towards the intro, like, I... The music in the show is pretty great. <laughs> I... I don't know. I just, I like that just, like, it fits it so well, and it's very much has that kind of, like, yeah, girl power feel to it, which is... It was also very, uh, good for me in my formative years watching this. Oh, yeah. It's it's very anime bullshit, but that's not it. Is. No, it is not. Um, it's good. I've I have seen far worse intros. Also, I should mention we're we're harping on the animation and voice acting. I have seen far worse like anime. Oh yeah. Uh, voice I'm a acting. Berserk fan. Like, I've been through worse. I there's an anime that came out this year with 3d animation which is worse than this um i'm I'm harping on it because it's not good it's not the worst it's not the worst as a spoiler so far i'm enjoying ruby it's it's dumb but it's it's the kind of dumb i enjoy um episode three shining beacon part two uh it is the um initiation ceremony uh the professor oz I'm just going to call him Oz, uh, shows up and says, hey, y'all want to come here to, like, learn and be cool, but y'all suck and y'all ain't shit. Bye. He wanders off. And then Glenda Goodwitch says, okay, go to bed. You're dismissed. And then they all go to bed. Um, And by bed, I mean they all go into a floor about Hey, my audio software just decided not to record uh, this next bit. Basically what happens is they all go into a giant gymnasium and, ha- and it's intersex. 
and Ruby's really nervous about it. Yang is not. Yang looks over, and and there's a bunch of boys who are flexing, and Yang's like, hell yeah, guys. And Ruby's like, oh no, I'm writing a letter to my friends because I left them all behind, and this sucks. Um, flexing. She left all her friends behind, and she doesn't have... She's not good at making friends. Um, and then she notices Blake in the corner, and Yang goes, ah, you, there's a friend over there. We'll go make friends with her so you'll be friends with her too and they walk over and talk to blake and blake clearly wants nothing to do with it she just wants to read her fucking book um yang and ruby get into a fight which brings weiss over uh weiss and ruby yell at each other no sorry weiss and yang yell at each other because yang met weiss earlier in the ceremony and it's complicated and then uh, Blake blows out the candle, ending the episode. So this this show is dumb. It does have funny it, parts. It does. Um, the beginning of the episode, they talk about um, Yang's like, "Hey, it's you again." And Ruby's like, "Hey, fuck you! You abandoned me!" And then I exploded. And Yang's like, "Oh, you're just exaggerating." And then it is repeatedly established that no. No, no, no. Ruby did, in fact, explode. This is confirmed by multiple people. Um, and so Yang and uh, Weiss don't like each other. Weiss doesn't like um, Ruby. Ruby wants Weiss to like Ruby because Ruby feels really bad about uh, bumping into Weiss. And Blake wants nothing to do with it. And Jean is in the background. And I have a creeping feeling is going to actually be a main character. That is a more a main character than the girl power fighting anime. But we'll we'll see. Um this it was at this point that I realized that everyone's hair is just static. And then as they move, the entire hair just moves with them. And it looks real bad. It's not really rigged to anything. Um at one point, Ruby hits Yang with a pillow and acts like a brick, and it makes a really hard impact sound, and it, like, I fucking felt it. And here's the, here's something I want to go into. So if you watch the H-Bomber Gun video, you know that he makes fun of Ruby's line in this episode about, I love books, and about how, you know, Ruby's supposed to be this big, complex character, and how you're supposed to be setting up your main character, and... Ho ho ho, I love books. Aha, uh-huh, that's a character trait. Fuck <laughs> you, H Bomber guy. Here's why. So this comes up when Ruby and Yang are bothering Blake. And Blake's like, This book's really good. I really like reading this book. And I wish you could, you could both go away so I could continue reading the book. And Ruby goes, What's your book about? And they start talking about the book. And Ruby says, I love books, comma, because that wasn't the entire fucking sentence. And explains why she likes books and why she likes reading and how that ties into her personal um, experience and like outlook on life. And she's actually making a connection with Blake. So fuck you, H Bomber guy. Like, show the yeah, entire goddamn scene. line. It's a good scene. It's a good line. It actually shows a lot about her character. Also, Ruby's not a terribly complex character. Your main character doesn't need to be super yeah. complex. She's like, she's. She's a kid that likes weapons and wants friends. That's all she needs to be. 
And she wants to be a huntress because she wants to protect yeah. people. And this is the best way to protect people. And she can make a, uh, uh, a career out of it. And as she says, the cops can't stop crime. Okay, they don't, <laughs> she don't say that. But um, she does say the cops are worthless. Which is true. Which is true in real life. Yeah. Do um, you have anything about uh, episode three? No, nothing that you didn't cover. Uh, I, I just agree okay. that that one thing is real good. It actually shows like some, like a connection between characters build as opposed to like earlier, like all we had was like, oh, we hate Ruby. And it's just like clearly like, oh, they're going to grow to love each other and be like the best of friends. Mm-hmm. Like this is like, th- th- this best time was like friends. actually like, Oh, you can see them like slowly, like slowly open up to each other. Like, oh, maybe I can talk to this girl. Yeah, and Blake. Oh, Blake is reading a book about a man with two souls, each side tearing at him for control. I'm sure that won't become important. Nope, in not at all. Later, no, I know what you're talking about. Not, not at all. Um. Also, Yang doesn't like books. Episode four, the first step. Um, so plot of this episode is everyone starts talking about how they're going to make part, uh, how they're going to be put on teams. Um, because apparently in the school, you're part of a four person team and that four person team goes through the next four years of school together and they work as a team. i I'm sure it's kind of a safety thing. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense to have small teams. Uh, the Naruto excuse works pretty well here. Small, you your team can't get too big, otherwise it becomes too hard to coordinate and too immobile. But it's too small, then you're not you're at real risk. And a team of four lets you really take time to work together and cover each other's weaknesses. Um, so there's a lot of talk about who's going to be on whose team. Um, two new characters are introduced. Um, three new, I think. I three. Oh yes, three new characters are introduced. Um, there's a guy whose weapons appear to be two um, dagger guns. Like they're they're more like scythe guns. They're they're Uzis, and then um, at the end they're they have a hook so they can cut. Because again, everyone's weapon is a gun and a something else. Um, there is an extremely quirky, overactive girl. What's her name? I, I, I can't remember. Her names are hard. Uh, I'm gonna look this up too. I I love that character. I don't know why I forgot. Well, that lets me know she's important. Um, it is Nora, and his name is Ren. That's right. He goes by Ren. I knew I didn't yeah, okay, recognize Lee. <laughs> that's be- that's because his dad's name is also Lee, but Ooh. spelled slightly different. Ooh. Uh, so Lee and Nora are introduced. Sorry, Ren and Nora are introduced. Ren is very adorable. Um, Lee is her friend and puts up with her. And then also Pyra is introduced. And Pyra is this big, important person who's like the fucking best. Um, Weiss wants to become... Pyra's partner, so that she can ride um, her like fame and power to victory. Pyra wants to be John's partner because 
she thinks John's cute, I guess. And John wants to be Weiss's partner because he thinks Weiss is cute, which is the worst kind of love triangle. And not a love triangle that lasts. No. And also, again, John is voiced by one of the creators of the show. So the 30-something-year-old guy is making um, multiple teenage girls fall in love with him. Uh, he is also... I believe it is... No, it's not him. It's another character talks about... Um, another creator talks about how much he loves Yang, which is... Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, uh, they learn... Uh, so all the first years go out to a ridge overlooking a forest and they were given their assignment. They are going to be launched into the forest where they will find a partner and then they have to go retrieve a relic. Uh, it is at this point that everyone learns that they do not get to choose their partners. Their partner is the first person they make eye contact with, which is a choice. Um... There is a gradient of importance um, with the way they're lined up because there's a bunch of black silhouettes at one end. And then as it goes down the line, people get more and more important because the last four people or last five people are the main characters. Uh, Ruby. Uh, sorry. Uh, it is Blake, Weiss, Yang, Ruby, Jean. Uh, while Sean does a lot of very comic relief. Uh, so you're going to drop us off in the forest, he says, as he's watching people be launched from these little pads. Um, asking, well, how are we supposed to fall? Fall, however, you... that that's for you to figure out. Uh, did you give us parachutes? No, did you listen to what I just said? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then they all get launched out into the air, and that's the end of the episode. Um, so... First thoughts about this episode is there are this school apparently is like 90% perky quirky girls by volume plus Blake. Yeah, it's um, it's a lot of it's a lot of that. It's it's a lot of that. Um At one point Nora slurps up a pancake like oh, a spaghetti. It's such a good sound. Uh, it's it's horrible. Um, uh, it it was kind of funny to watch everyone talk about. Oh, I want to be your partner. I want to be your partner. When I knew, where it's very clear that you're gonna be. Oh, you y'all don't get to choose because no one on Team Ruby, uh, wants to be partners with each other, despite the fact that there's the four of them shown fighting together, and then right after that is shows. Uh, Pyra, Jean, Lee, and Nora. Sorry, Ren. I'm just going to keep accidentally calling him Lee. Uh, Lee and Nora are a team, so those are the eight named characters uh, in the intro, so it's kind of clear who's going to be yep. a team with who. Um, there's that dumb love triangle. Uh, it it was a choice that eye contact is how you're gonna make your care uh your partner for the next four years. I then don't they didn't explain how the duos end up as uh teams of four. Is it like the first 
when you make a duo and then you see another yes. duo and make eye contact? Is that? Well, I didn't want to know the actual answer. We don't get to that yet. Oh. <sighs> um. Oh, something I did forget to mention. Um. So. In this forest are a bunch of Grim, who are the evil um, monster type things. Um, and there are there's the faculty watching this happening, I guess, to make sure no one cheats. Um, uh, but they're not allowed to step in in case the Grim attack the kids. And you'll never guess what's <gasps> going to happen. Child endangerment's cool. Yay. Also, uh, they chose at the end of this episode, when everyone's launched into the air... They kind of just had a bunch of doll, a uh, bunch of models ragdolling through the so air. <laughs> it was pretty good. Um, next episode is part five, the first step, part two. Um, so everyone flies through the air in more and more human ways. Um, Ruby uses her uh, scythe to catch a branch and kind of flip around and land. Weiss uses her dust magic to create platforms to hop down. Uh, Yang uses her... Oh, we haven't ex explained oh, we uh, have the weapons yet. We'll explain it. We'll, we'll explain it this one. Uh, Yang uses her weapons to, like, skip across the trees for a while, and we don't see how Blake landed. Um, uh, Ren used his scythe Uzis to, like, spin around a tree to burn off momentum. We didn't see how... Uh, where I landed. Um, Pyra grabs onto a branch uh, and then uses her weapon, which is also a sniper rifle, to figure out where Jean is going. And then she turns her sniper rifle into a spear and hurls it at him because he's a far ways away. There's a long shot of her staring off in the distance and then she apologizes and runs off. Uh, we cut back to Ruby, she lands, and she is trying to find Yang, so she makes eye contact with Yang, her sister, so that she can spend the rest of her school years hanging out with her big sister. Aww. Unfortunately, she stumbles and looks up and makes eye contact with Weiss. Weiss is not happy about this and pretends she that did not just happen. Walks a little ways away, she sees that Jean is stuck to a tree with a uh, with Pyra's lance holding him there. And she sighs and she goes back and she accepts that she is now Ruby's partner. Uh, Pyra shows up and saves John. They make eye contact. They are now partners. Um, it goes back to Ruby and Weiss. Weiss is not happy about this and is like, hey, don't slow me down. Ruby's like, hey, I might be really socially awkward, but when it comes to fighting, I'm actually quite adept um, and proves it by just disappearing because she's Ruby's actually quite fast. And then Weiss gets ambushed by a bunch of bears. Um, there isn't much to this episode. Uh, episode does start with an incredibly badly animated bird oh, flying, yeah. which Ruby then, which Ruby then cleaves in half on accident uh, because she's falling. Um, which it was funny because Autumn and I were like, "Oh no, that bird!" And then Ruby kills it and goes, "Oh no, that bird!" Um, Ruby does say after Weiss watches her fight, 
that Wise will be like, wow, Ruby's really cool. And Ruby, I'm sorry to tell you this. No one will ever think you're cool. Uh, but that's not a bad thing. You were very she is, She's pretty great. She's very great. And then, um, you have anything? Uh, five? Not really. You get a little bit of foreshadowing with a, a giant feather falling. Oh, yes. The giant crow feather falling to the ground. We didn't yes. mention it before, but Ruby is an exceptionally well-trained fighter because of her uncle, well, Crow. The feather was a raven feather, which... Uh, uncle Crow. It's it's foreshadowing for something else. Oh, is it? Yes. Ah, it, it is not about the uncle. Oh, oh, oh. Also, something. Um, so so far, the faculty members we've met have been named Professor Oz, Glenda Goodwitch, and we've heard another named of another named Crow. Um, so I think it's fair to say that if someone is named after a Wizard of Oz character, they're going to be important. Also, yeah. let's talk about their weapons. Yes. So, Ruby has Crimson Rose, which is a super cool giant scythe. It's bigger than she is. Um, anime. Anime. Which also has a sniper rifle, which she uses to propel herself somehow. Um... And is actually really fucking cool. It leads to some really fucking cool fight scenes. Um, she's very good at slicing, dicing. Uh, episode one, she definitely killed some people. Oh, 100%. They're dead. Uh, she didn't slice anybody, but the blunt impact from her dashing into them is... That's enough. It's enough. Um, Weiss uses a rapier that has chambers for dust in it. Yeah. Um, and different colors of dust apparently do different things. And so it's like a revolver. Um, so she can select different colors of dust. Um, I don't know if it has any gun form or if I don't. I think I, it. I, I think I, it's like a rapier wand, which lets her yeah. cast the dust magic. Yeah. Her, her range ability is, I think, is just the magic. Okay. Um, and uh, Yang. you got Yang with those. Uh, shotgun gauntlets. Yeah, Yang has gauntlets that have shotgun shells in them, and that's essentially it. Uh, it it's she always, it's so cool. When she needs to punch things harder, she fires a shotgun round, which adds extra punchy power. And she also uses that to pro propel herself for also uh, extra punchy power. Yes. So these people, the people who made Ruby, did not watch the Mythbusters episode about. Um, using guns to propel yourself, it goes off the rule of cool where if you are jumping in the air and you shoot a gun, it will propel you up very fast and very far. So everyone having guns let's makes them incredibly mobile. Um, Blake has like... How to describe Blake's weapons? Blake weapons are kind of weird. They're like... Um, it's actually pretty similar to uh, Ren's. They're like Uzis with a blade on them. Yes, except uh, hers are connected with like a ribbon. Ribbon. Yes. Um. So, like, if you've seen, um, they're like ninja weapons. If you've ever watched old Japanese movies, where there's like the sickle on the rope that they spin. Um, and I mean, it's it's cool enough. Um, Pyra's weapon is a spear that can turn into a hunting rifle. Um, I think it has another form, doesn't it? Um. 
It does have like kind of a, a like a uh, short sword form. Right. Right. Okay. So it's a sword. Right. She has a sword and shield. Yes. Which can turn into the um the shield turns into the stock for the rifle and the um the haft for the spear. Right. Yeah. Uh. I can't remember if it's a part of the she's, spear or not. She's a Roman centurion. She has the fucking yeah. circle spear, the pilum, and the short sword. Yeah, that's that's true. What she is, and she's dressed in like Roman leathers. It's yeah, it's weird. It's obvious. It's yeah. Um, and then Jean has the sword and shields sheath. It's lame. Um, my guess is he's going to get a weapon upgrade eventually. Uh, and then we ha- we haven't seen Nora's weapon yet, right? And we don't know what Nora's weapon is, uh, which is I'm excited for because it's one of the coolest t- uh, to me. I think I know what it is just through cultural osmosis. Uh, and so, episode six, Emerald Forest. Um, we cut in on Yang has been blasting through the forest. Uh, she lands and is like, "I need to find someone." Oh, here's some rustling in the bushes. I bet that's Ruby. And she walks over and she opens the bushes and goes, oh, that's not Ruby. And it's a bunch of those uh, Bear Grimm. Um, she punches a few. It looks like it's going to be uh, a tough fight. Um, she notices that one of the Grimm t- uh, cut off a little bit of her hair. Um, and she goes Bearserk and punches a bunch of bears. Uh, she's going to be hit in the back and then Blake shows up and kills the bear with her uh, sickle guns. Yang and Blake make eye contact and they become partners. Um, Cuts back to uh, Weiss who's being ambushed by the Grim and Ruby's no one around. Weiss begins to go through the steps of how to fight and it becomes incredibly clear that Weiss has never been in a fight before. Um, so she goes and goes into thrust and Ruby shows up out of nowhere and gets in the way. So Weiss has to deflect, um, the blow she's going to do and it lights a tree on fire. Uh, Ruby kills the Grim, And then before they can kill the rest of the Grim, uh, Weiss is like, Hey, I just left the forest on fire. We need to run. So they do, uh, they have a fight. Uh, Ruby's like, Hey, why, why are you so bad at this? Weiss is like, hey, if you've been more tactical and communicated about what you're doing, I wouldn't let let the forest on fire. And Ruby's like, hey, fuck you. If you weren't so bad at this, like we that wouldn't have been an issue. And they storm off. Ruby cuts down a tree um, because they want to make it very clear that Ruby is, is indeed extremely strong. Uh, cuts to Jean and Pyra. They're walking through the woods. They hear gunfire and they start running forward uh pyra runs past a tree branch which whips back and hits uh john in the face pyra goes why didn't you use your um aura and john goes ahook what's aura and then <laughs> we get a uh we get a tutorial that everyone has like a force field aura thing um and we get the tutorial watching ren fight two giant snakes um Here's a super basic explanation of it. Have you seen Hunter Hunter? It's Nen. Yeah. It's just Nen. It's very uh, much generic anime ability. It it gets unlocked exactly like how Nen gets unlocked in uh 
Gone and Killua, uh, someone who has mastered their aura, Pyra in this case, touches the other person and goes, boof, your aura is unlocked now. And then the cut on um, John's face heals, and Pyra goes, oh, you've got such a big aura. <laughs> and then sax music plays. And, um, that is the end of the episode. It is this episode when I went, oh, okay, Yang really is just Tifa but blonde, but apparently she's also Josuke from part four of uh, JoJo's because someone hurt her hair and she got really angry. And it is at this point that I realized that she's Goldilocks. Like, how she's similar to Goldilocks? Because each of the characters, each of the Ruby characters are different heroine from a fairy tale. <gasps> Holy shit, they are. Oh my god. <laughs> So would, Ruby, Ruby is Red Riding Hood. Yeah, that one I always saw. Weiss is uh, Snow White. Yang is Goldilocks. And we don't know who Blake is. I know who Blake is. Um, uh, the girl from the first episode on the helicopter, her name's Cinder. She's Cinderella. Holy shit. So that's another <laughs> way. Is this... A lot of the important character, female characters, and male characters are named after mythical or fairy tale figures, which is weird that they went with Joan of Arc. I I I never realized the the naming stuff. Oh my god, Autumn, I adore you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Anyway, uh, do you have anything about episode six? Um. Nah, it's uh, our, it's the most fighting we've had so far, and that's cool. Well, I mean, this is the first episode. Oh, yes, episode six is the most fighting. Yeah, uh, episode six. Um, yeah, it's the most fighting we've seen so far, and just kind of. Besides that, hasn't added a whole, you know, got the exposition from Pira and not a whole lot of new stuff. Just very same, like oh, Ruby and why still get along, uh. Yang and cool. Yang and Blake are chill with each other and totally aren't gonna be shipped by literally everyone. Yeah. And, including uh, the creators. Well yeah. the the the, vo- the voices at least. Yeah. And then uh uh Pyra has a giant sloppy crush on John and John is completely Yeah. Uh anyways, um that is as far as we watched. Uh, this podcast episode uh, is, despite the fact I said this was going to be shorter than uh, most of our episodes, Waka Waka, it's going to be 50 minutes, so it's going to be longer than most of ours. Waka Waka. <laughs> waka Waka. Uh, we'll be back with the next episode whenever Autumn and I have the time to watch and record, and I have time to edit. Uh, yep. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, again, so far, I'm enjoying this show. It's dumb, but it's good. Um, it is the exact level of dumb that I like. I could also see myself really liking it if it continues at this point, or I could also see myself really hating it if it just doesn't improve on what's going on. So I am cautiously optimistic. It's a good mindset to come into the show with. Okay. So again, thank you all for listening. Um, see you soon. Bye. Bye.